Hi, friends. Welcome to Unyielding, a podcast for Pathways to Hope Network. Our goal for this podcast is to connect with mothers of children facing the juvenile court system. We want to use this platform to give a voice to the challenges you're facing while you're learning to navigate the sometimes scary and uncertain world we enter when our child has been charged with a crime. For the next 30 or so minutes, we hope that you will feel seen. We hope that you are reminded of your value and that you leave a little stronger than you arrived. Most importantly, though, we hope to honor the always beautiful, often heart-wrenching, unyielding love that a mother has for her child. Hi, friend. How are you today? How's life? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel overwhelming? Does it feel manageable at the moment? These are all important check-ins that we need to do with ourselves and that we also need to do with other people. And if you are going through this season, feeling all of these struggles that you're having with your child and you're going through them alone, I just want you to know that you don't have to. And in fact, studies have shown that simply talking about our problems and sharing our negative emotions with someone that we trust can be profoundly healing. It helps us to reduce our stress. It strengthens our immune system. And it reduces the amount of physical and emotional stress that we put on our bodies. And so many moms that I stay in contact with, they really struggle with reaching out even when they know they need it. Even clients that I've worked with for months will still hesitate to send a text and say, I'm struggling today, or to send an email and say, I could really use someone to talk to for 15 minutes. And it's part of this burden that we don't want to put on other people. And so before we get started on today's topic, I just wanted to encourage you that we are all here for a purpose bigger than earning a paycheck and raising a family. We're here in support of each other, and I really firmly believe that. So if you're struggling today or tomorrow, I encourage you to send me a message on Facebook and let's schedule a time to talk or go to our website, pathwaystohopenetwork.org and right on the homepage, you'll see a button um, under the title community where you can schedule a virtual meeting. It can be a Zoom meeting. It can be a phone call. You can set it up however you want. I had a mom uh, just recently that came across our website and without knowing anything, just scheduled a meeting. And we had a phone conversation and she talked about everything that was going on and how heavy it was. And it was just this way to release everything that she was carrying. So I just encourage you to take the time to do that. You know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, we're here to support each other. 
that's our purpose. That's what I believe is the reason that we're here, to help each other along and to support each other and to be there for one another and to listen when things are heavy just so somebody doesn't have to carry it all alone. So feel free to shoot me an email and I'll put my email address in the show notes below. Or like I said, go to our website at pathwaystohopenetwork.org and schedule a virtual meeting. If you're already a client and you have my cell phone number, shoot me a text. And just know that it's never an inconvenience. It's never a burden to be able to listen to what you're struggling with. So today we are going to pick up kind of where we left off. In episode 28, we began taking a look at teen behaviors. And last episode, we talked about um, our teens isolating. And today we're going to talk about manipulation. So when I think of manipulation, I think of things like guilt trips So when our kids are attempting to make us feel guilty because they're not getting what they want, I also think of manipulation when I think of somebody who is kind of playing the victim, right? So they're deflecting blame from what's really going on. Uh, Maybe they're in trouble for something and they're tying that back to something that you did or something that a teacher did or something that somebody else did. Playing the victim or deflecting blame is also another form of manipulation. Retaliating, so knowing up front that if you don't give in to what they want, there's going to be some type of retaliation that comes out of it. They're not going to do the dishes. They're not going to go to bed on time. Maybe they're going to leave the house altogether. Retaliation is another form of manipulation. And anger and explosive behavior is also a form of manipulation. So if you are a parent who finds themselves kind of walking on eggshells because you don't want to be the person who triggers um, another angry outburst in your child. That is another form of manipulation. And I work with a number of single moms, particularly, that deal with this. It can be from their daughters or from their sons. Kids will use this as a tactic to manipulate a situation and to get what they want out of the deal. But all actions serve a purpose. And so when we take a look at these different behaviors that we're seeing in teens, we want to take a look at the purpose of this behavior. So for manipulation, the purpose is that it's meant to wear you down. The guilt trips, the the blaming, the retaliation, the anger or explosive behavior are all attempts to wear you down. And I think that we can all agree on that. One of the reasons why they use manipulation tactics comes from this need for self-governance or this freedom to be able to make their own choices. So as our kids get older, they are fighting for more and more control over their lives. And you are the obstacle between them and that control. As parents, We are always gauging what we are allowing our kids to do by what we believe is safe for them. 
And so it's almost like this tug of war, right, where you are kind of standing on opposite ends of the rope and you're having to determine, you know, when do I let go a little bit of the rope and and kind of let them gain an extra couple inches or let them gain a foot? And when do I hold on tight? And if you can imagine five years or four years of tug of war, it tends to wear you down. And the longer it continues, this tug of war battle the more worn down we become. So a lot of times you'll see parents with multiple children really change their parenting style. The things that they believed were really important to stick to and adhere to uh, with their first or second children is very different than what they might stick to with their third or fourth child. And it's all this process of learning, like where do we keep the rope tight and where do we learn to kind of let go of some of that slack? Because the truth is when they fight for their independence, it's because they're working through a developmental milestone where they rub up against this need that's within them to self-govern and to become self-sufficient adults who are independent of their parents. I mean, imagine if you had a child who never pushed for what they wanted, who was always happy with whatever they were given. Well, that would seem like a dream, right? Until they were 20, 21 years old, and they had no desire of their own to go out and achieve anything or learn anything or do anything. So this is all really normal for developmental exploration. Why does it get under our skin? I think that's the first thing that we kind of need to look at. So we talked about what it is. We talked a little bit about why they need to do it. The next thing we need to look at is why does it bother us so much? And in researching it, I came up with a few different things. One is we are always trying to make sure that they are safe. And so our intentions are usually not about controlling for the sake of controlling. They're controlling for the sake of safety. They're controlling with good intention behind it. And so because that is the filter through which we are always looking at stuff through, it feels a lot like disrespect when our child, you know, is getting angry with us, when our child is playing the victim and putting the blame back on us or making us feel guilty about something. It's also a really icky feeling to feel like we are being held emotionally hostage to know that our kids know us so well that they are able to kind of pull some of those strings in the background to get what they want. And that is just, it's a feeling of not being in control and it's a feeling of almost failure on our part. And so that's another reason why it gets under our skin. Finally, we want for our children to be happy. So when they use manipulation tactics and they say things like, it's not fair, all of my friends get to go out and do what they want to do. And I'm the one that always has to stay home. Or you won't let me do what I want to do. Or I'm the only one of my friends without a phone. Or I don't fit in because fill in the blank, whatever it might be. 
we recognize that this is something that's bringing up unhappiness in our kids. And as parents, we have this natural thing inside of us that wants to see them happy. Of course, we want to see them happy. We love them. But we also know that we have to balance that against what's good for them. So what are some things that you can do when you are experiencing manipulation at the hands of your child? The first thing I would say is don't negotiate, investigate. Instead of falling into negotiating with your child, I want you to focus on investigating. What's the need behind your child's behavior? When they're asking for a cell phone, when they're asking for more time on the video games, when they're asking to go out with their friends, what's the need behind the behavior? And when you know, then I want you to investigate what the need behind the need is. We keep pulling the thread with the motive of understanding with empathy what your child is really seeking. Ask some questions and try to figure out what's really at the heart of the matter there. And once we know that, then we're working from a whole new level of information. So don't negotiate, investigate. The other advice that I would give is to make sure that when you are setting up boundaries, that you're setting up boundaries that you can keep. I actually have a fitness and nutrition coach that I work with, and she was just recently talking about this in her program. And I feel like it's such a great reminder, just even for parenting, when we're thinking about setting up our own boundaries, think about your worst possible day, the day that you are exhausted the day that you just have nothing left to give, the day that your fight has left you. Think about that day and what the boundaries are that you can put in place on that day. What kind of boundaries would you be able to put in place on that day? And set boundaries that match those. Because the truth of the matter is the success rate that our children have with using manipulation tactics reinforces their behavior. And so what we want to do as parents in order to cut down manipulation is to be as consistent as possible. Consistency is what cuts down manipulation. So think about what are the boundaries that you think you can keep and don't go off of what the professionals say. Don't go off of what you heard on the radio about how many hours of screen time somebody should get. Think about where you are in this season of life the struggles that you're having, the weight that's on you, the pressure that's on you, and set up some boundaries that you feel like you can maintain. Maybe for you, that means you are fine with your child spending all of their time after they get their homework done until they go to bed on games. Maybe that means you would only like your child to spend an hour a day on games. Whatever you think, you would have no problem standing up for even on your hardest day. Because what we want is predictability for our kids. We want them to understand structure. We want them to understand rules. But we also want them to be able to predict so that they don't have to manipulate an attempt to get control over what they want. Does that make sense? So setting boundaries ahead of time that you think you can keep is another great step in combating manipulation. And finally, when you think about what your bottom line is, then develop your broken record statement. And this is something that we've talked about before as well. 
A broken record statement is the statement that you say it's always the same reply that you give. So no matter what type of manipulation tactics come in, whether they throw the guilt trips at you, whether they throw um, deflecting blame at you, or even if they throw anger at you, you have this the same statement that you use over and over again. So develop what that broken record statement is going to be. To wrap up the conversation today, I just wanted to tell you about a video that I found on YouTube on how to handle manipulation and control. The people who did the video are Karen Purvis and Michael Moore. Some of what Karen talks about in the video does seem a little simplistic to me, and it is kind of tailored, I believe, more to younger kids, but you may find some things that are helpful there. Michael speaks just briefly on the video. I did resonate with some of what he had to say also, but just as a further resource, I wanted to be able to offer that for you. Join us next time for episode 30, where we are going to be taking another look at some teen behaviors. Our next behavior that we're going to look at is conflict. What it means when we're having these clashes that occur and what we can do about it. I hope that you were able to find some value in today's episode. And until next time, remember, this journey is about the long game. And we get through it one step at a time. Give yourself lots of grace this week. You are doing the best that you can. Okay, friends. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening to Unyielding. I really hope that you found this information helpful and that it served you in some way today. If you did, could you show some love to this community of mamas by leaving a review and subscribing? You know how lonely this journey can be, and when you leave positive reviews and subscribe, it makes a big difference in helping other struggling moms out there find us. Oh, and don't forget to check out Pathways to Hope Network's website. The link will always be in the show notes below where you can access an ever-growing library of resources, like a list of local and national resources that may be helpful, a page entirely devoted to frequently asked questions, as well as our blogs that cover a variety of topics. When you visit the page, remember to subscribe so you're added to our monthly newsletter designed to encourage and educate you throughout this process and beyond. You can also find our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram posts designed to help keep you fighting. Remember, family is like life. It's a fight for territory, and once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Until next week, friends, remember we are stronger together.